Hey girlfriend, I'm Samantha. If you're ready to beat burnout, find freedom, and explore what it looks like to live exponentially, you've come to the right place. I'm an Enneagram 2, a projector, and a get-it-done gal who decided that living life by the norm just wasn't working for me anymore. I started a membership back in 2018, and it grew a whole lot bigger and faster than I ever imagined. Then my students started asking me for help in building out their own memberships. By 2020, I became a membership mentor full-time, and soon after, I retired my husband from his career, and we hit the road to become digital nomads in our motorhome. Here, I'll share stories of my students, what it can look like to live exponentially, and how to make it happen. Hey girlfriend, welcome to 2024 and the first official episode of season two of the Exponential Life podcast. Now, oh, Bo doesn't love that. He's here with me. I mean, he just loves spending time with me in my office and I always ask him if he wants to go work or have quiet time and of course the answer is always a resounding yes. He beats me there and it's just our special time. But if I'm talking to someone else, he doesn't love it. So you might hear a couple grumbles from him. Um, Usually they're funny and timely. So we'll see. We'll see what we come across. But (laughs) back to the idea of this being season two. I have always kind of wondered, and I'm sure you have too, like how do people decipher what's season one, season two? Like how do you break up your seasons? Is it in years or quarters or topics? And for me... Um, it was, it's not about years because I started this podcast kind of like at a random time. I believe it was November of 2021, I think. And it just felt right. I'm rebranding. I got a new cover photo. Like it's time for season two. (laughs) And I kind of just feel like that with my whole life. And I think you do too. And I think that's why you're here. So let's kind of dive into this idea of instead of focusing on your goals for 2024, I want you to think about the idea of focusing on how you want to feel in 2024. Because if we do it that way, if we start with how we want to feel, we can work backwards to create strategies to get you to those feelings. And a lot of times we will we'll write these lists of things we need to do. Like, oh, I need to make sure I work out every morning. I need to make sure I jump on my rebounder. I need to make sure that I am dry brushing. I need to make sure I go into my sauna and then that I eat enough protein to get me to lunch. And then I need to make sure that I wash my hair at least three times a week. And, you know, the list goes on and on and it just becomes all these things that we forget about, right? But if I focus my attention on how I want to feel, I can lean into the like intuitive cues that my body's giving me. Okay, I think I'm ready for the rebounder today or okay, I'm really feeling like the sauna today. Oh, I left my dry brush in a place that makes sense for me to grab it. And it's going to make sense for me to use it every day. So if we focus on the feelings, whoops, we can create the tasks and they're going to be easier to lean into instead of being this list of tasks. It's going to be kind of our feel good stuff, right? 
And we know that we're just, we're just ready for that. We're done with the hustle. We're ready for the slow living era. We're ready. <laughs> so you, you might be wondering, okay, well, how do I just like come up with these lists of feelings or does it have to be one word? Now for me, I kind of started with my word of the year, which is rooted. I think I've hinted at that. I don't know if I've officially said it here on the podcast, but I've mentioned the last like three podcasts that I want to feel rooted this year. So for me, that's what it is. So it does match my word of the year. However, a rooted girl feels a lot of different ways. To I think to get to that feeling of rootedness, I want to feel healthy. I want to feel like I'm not waiting for the next thing, right? I don't want to feel like I'm scrambling every morning. Like I'm getting to two o'clock and I haven't taken my medication yet. And I haven't eaten breakfast yet and I haven't showered yet because I'm just over here typing away on the computer or scrolling in my bed, right? I want to feel a certain way and all of that culminates to rooted. So best case scenario, yes, you are choosing a word that kind of embodies how you want to feel this year. Your word might be as simple as healthy. It might be as simple as, I don't know it might be you know something more profound like impactful or something like that but I do want you to choose a word and if you're having trouble coming up with one word I want you to start with a brain dump list list things out that sound really good to you and come up with something that kind of is able to bring them all together so from there like I said we're gonna work backwards and we want to know How does a girl who feels, I'm going to use my word rooted, how does she run her mornings? Does she get up frantic at the very last minute because she's been scrolling on her phone? No, she doesn't. She sets her alarm and she wakes up at least by the second one. At least. I know for me, sometimes I set two or three and the second one's like, okay, girl, you really got to get up. Um, and it's kind of either for the purpose of I'm not opening my eyes yet and I want to get up then, or I've been scrolling and I need to get out of bed then. But how does she run her mornings? She runs them well. She is kind of the CEO of her day. She's calling the shots. She's not reacting to what happens to her. She is starting her morning with a routine, with peace with healthy things, with sunshine, which thing with things that make her feel happy and productive and rooted. <laughs> um, next question is, how does the girl who feels rooted get out of her house in the morning? Is she running out of the house at the very last minute, just like she might have been doing when she was getting out of bed? No. She's not late. She's five minutes early or 10 or 15 minutes early. I'm like a 15 minutes early girly. Um, She has time to go to Starbucks if she wants to. Her her hair is done. She feels good about her outfit. She's not wearing clothes that are too tight or uncomfortable. She's wearing something that is going to get her noticed. She's wearing something that is going to really make her feel like her best self, make her feel confident. 
Um, maybe if she's going to a networking meeting, it's something bold. Um, if she's going out just to get her nails done, it's something cozy uh, that she won't be uncomfortable in. She's leaving the house, no matter where she's going, she's leaving the house rooted. So how does a girl who feels rooted eat? What is she eating? She's eating the things that make her body feel good and nourished. Not the quick things. I have this habit that I do. I love, love, love the ham and cheese croissants from Starbucks. First of all, they have one measly piece of ham in them and they are $5. It is not enough protein. The carb to protein ratio is bad. I don't know what it is. I'm not looking it up because I actually don't want to know. Um, I don't know what it is, but it's because they don't give you the nutrition facts, but I, I know it's not enough. You know, it is not a protein packed lunch or breakfast, but it is like my favorite thing to get at Starbucks. And I will tell you the combination of that croissant plus the acidity of the iced tea gives me inflammation in my esophagus. (laughs) Sounds like such an old person thing that is no good, right? So even if I love that meal, it doesn't make me feel good. So do I feel rooted when I eat that meal? No. I feel uprooted. Like I'm going to throw up. (laughs) So what is she eating? And how does what she's eating make her feel? Um, I think I've shared with you guys before that I have struggled as long as I can remember with eating disorder. And... A lot of people who would look at me assume that I have an overeating disorder. I never have. Actually, I'm not a binge eater. I am not at all an overeater. I am someone who has struggled with um, feeding myself my entire life. And it started as just being picky. And I think it was because my mom was picky. Um, I was picky. And then it started turning into an anxiety disorder. No, the next thing actually was that I became a vegetarian. I lost 60 pounds in like a month. And it was a really easy way for me to be like, oh, if I don't eat, then I get more attention, right? Um, from the types of attention that I was seeking from boys and things like that. I um, fit my clothes better. And it was really easy for me to pretend, I wasn't pretending, but it was really easy for me to be a vegetarian or vegan and pretend that I was eating when I wasn't. So I would eat the smallest, teeniest amounts of things and no one would know. And then I got into like weird stuff. Like I would eat prunes. I would take laxatives. I would wrap myself in cellophane, but what is it called? plastic wrap and workout. I worked out so much, like seven days a week. I was at the gym for like three hours that included tanning. Um, I don't know how I was alive, but I kind of revert back to that struggling with feeding myself when I'm given like harsh limitations. So I did the whole 30 in 2020. I love whole foods. I usually eat whole foods. I choose them more times than not, but during the time that I was telling myself that I had to, I was struggling. So how does that make me feel? The restrictions make me feel not rooted, right? So I'm not going to give myself restrictions when I'm eating. I'm going to be more intuitive about my eating. 
But I'm also just going to be really mindful about what I'm putting in my body and how those things make me feel. Like, I have two zits on my face right now, and I only get zits on my face if I get food on my face, which is like one of my biggest pet peeves ever. I was eating pizza. It gets on my face. I wipe it off immediately, but I still always get a zit. Pizza, not a rooted food. Not at all. Okay? So how how does this how does this girl who feels how you want to feel this year, how does she eat? Maybe for you, it's that she eats every meal <laughs> because she struggles with that. Or maybe she's a little bit more intuitive with her binge eating. Maybe she has historically allowed herself to overindulge or has gone to that in stress and she doesn't want to feel that way anymore. So how does she eat? Maybe she does allow herself a little treat here and there because it does make her feel good and it aligns with her goals. So however that is for you, I want you to interpret that as not a rule, but a way of life. Next question is, this is a big one for me. Okay, guys, I have always hated my hair. (laughs) I think I've talked about that here. I have three like measly little hairs, basically. Me, my sister, my dad. Um, I have all of the cards stacked against me. It's genetic. I have PCOS. Um, so I have issues with hair anyway, the opposite issues that most girls have. Um, so I have like no hair anyway. I have a thyroid problem, so no hair for that. (laughs) So I just don't have any hair. And so I struggle. You've always seen me with a hat, right? Like you've probably almost never seen me without a hat because ever since I've been on the internet, I've worn hats every day, pretty much. So Part of that is just that, like, I sweat a lot. My head sweats. It ruins my hair. And if I wear a hat, it fixes that. But also, like, if I used to wash my hair every day, if I wash my hair, or if if I'm going to do my hair, I have to wash my hair kind of thing. So it's just always been such a big, huge pain for me. Pain point, I guess I would say. So does a rooted girl do her hair? How often does she do her hair? And because of that, how often does she wash it? This is still a question mark for me. I feel like good hair and good hair days really help me feel rooted, really help me feel confident, really help me feel like I'm my best self. So I want you, if if your thing is not hair and you don't struggle with hair, you can put something else here. Does she take a shower every day? Does she work out every day? Like whatever it is that is like your thing that you struggle with. Um, cause mine really isn't even like I shower every day. I get dressed every day. Um, but like the act of doing my hair, I struggle with it. Like, and when I say doing, I don't mean like brushing it. I brush it back, gets brushed every day, gets dry shampooed, but it doesn't get curled or styled every day in a way that like I'm confident about. So I want to do that more in order to feel good about myself more, if that makes sense. Next question is, how does a girl who feels blank move her body and how often? And I want you to remember to frame this as a can instead of a have to. Now, this has, I have, as part of the same thing as the food stuff, 
I have gotten to a place where I'm just like, nope, if you tell me that I have to, then I don't want to do it. Like I have this thing. My sisters always tell me when we're together, they like to go out and then they like to walk off the meal, quote unquote. And it always just like infuriates me. And I'm like, no, I don't want to walk after I ate. I mean, now, now I know that like everyone should walk a 10 minute walk immediately after a meal because it's blood sugar balancing. Yes. Scientifically now I know that. So I will do it. I will make the choice to do it. But because I was being told I had to, (laughs) I didn't like it. So if I can reframe that as a thing to nourish my body, love my body, feel good about myself, and it's something I can do, right? Like I'm not bed bound. (laughs) I'm not, you know, in a place where I can't walk. So I can walk. I can jump on my rebounder. I can do a video. I can go to Pilates class, right? So I can do that. It's not that I have to. It's that I'm choosing to. Um, so the next question is, how is she getting through her workday? Again, is it frantic? Is it calculated? Is it somewhere in the middle? Is she leaving white space for herself? What does her day look like? And this can kind of go back to that whole concept of the holy shift too. How do you want your day to look? How does it feel? Basing how you want your day to look on how you want it to feel is really what we're focusing on here. And then the last part is how does she end her day? Is she ending her day with a quiet time routine, with a workout, with a nightcap? (laughs) I'm not, but is she doing a skincare routine at night? What does her end of her day look like? Now, a lot of people I know are in the habit of either doom scrolling at night and looking up and it being two hours past their bedtime and they regret it. A lot of people do the same thing with TV. You know, they get hooked on a Netflix show and TV isn't like it used to be. We can just keep watching for the most part. And they are still watching an hour after they intended to quit. Um, So how are you ending your day? What is the right way? Is it intentional time with your spouse? Is it intentional time for you? Is it time spent with the Lord? Like, what does the end of your day feel like because of what it looks like? So just a couple questions to help you kind of map this out and figure out how are you going to feel going into 2024? And if you can keep that at the center and then ask yourself every day, every time you go into an activity or every time you finish an activity, did that align with how I want to feel this year? Yes or no? Okay, checks and balances. How can we do it better next time? Or great job. Absolutely, we'll do that again, right? So welcome to season two. Welcome to 2024. I'm so excited you're here. If you're new here, I would love to know, like hop into my DMs. Tell me you're listening. I have actually, like, I'm always surprised people tell me, oh, I've, I've been binging your podcast. And I'm like, what? You didn't tell me you were a listener. <laughs> I want to know who's listening. I want to know your feedback. Um, Spotify actually has some cool things where you can actually ask questions. 
I don't know that people use them a ton, but feel free to use them. I do get notifications when you ask questions. Um, I'd also love, just because it's the first podcast of season two, I would love for you to leave a review. If you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be incredible. I don't know if you can leave them on Spotify, um, but if you can leave a review, let me know what you love about the podcast. I would absolutely love to hear your feedback. Um, And I would love to know too, just like send me a DM. Let me know what you want to hear more of in 2024. I am planning for some really awesome guests this year and I just can't wait to see what 2024 has for us and how we are going to live the lives that we planned intentionally in 2024. So I'm here for it. I know you're here for it too. And I will talk to you next week.